Good evening and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good evening, Sherry. Good evening, Michael. Or as we like to say, good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. I have announcements here to get us started. All right. Sounds good. If you're open to an old Sangha tradition launching a new 2024 beginning, join us for our virtual New Year's retreat, December 30th through January 1st. This powerful practice experience will include meditation, workshops, yoga, and guidance by lottery with you sharing. The retreat is by donation. Our Reflective Listening Buddies program offers awareness practitioners unique support. It requires participants to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter of this popular program begins January 15th. We will kick off our 2024 practice year at a Best Year Yet-esque workshop on Sunday, January 21st. Join Sangha to explore where we've been, where we are, where we're going, and what keeps us stuck. And we will not have an open-air show on December 26th or January 2nd. So that's no open-air shows for the next two weeks following this show. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. Uh-huh. And a few reminders, yes. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, Michael? It seems like, oh, the year is coming to an end. We're so used to having that uh, year-long retreat and then just like yes. falling in a hole <laughs> not to have <laughs> it. And then here it is. We got all of these these new things coming up, so no reason to, no reason to despair. Yes, very exciting, very exciting. There's a... For me, there's a constancy, consistency of practice that's offered to me, and it's my practice to internalize that, to bring my own consistency mm-hmm. to practice, to mirror what's being offered to me. Mm-hmm. Well stated. Absolutely well stated. Yes. It's always available. I have to avail myself. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. And uh, let's see, a few reminders for tonight. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Sherry, you can make a show by pressing star six and then one to get in the queue. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Sherry, I think Mm -hmm. we're ready here. All right, sounds good. First caller... You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Melissa in Hawaii. Hey, Melissa Hi. in Hawaii. Hey, How Sherry. are you? I'm doing really well, working on my control issues. Oh, those are always good to work on. And we, most of us have so many of them that there's always plenty to work on. Yes, I have plenty to work on. It seems like the whole second half of this year, every assignment that came out, I was like, oh, that's another aspect of my control issue. <laughs> we did it all just for you. Thank oh, you. no, I think they did it all just for me. <laughs> I'm not sure. 
Um, mm. So I've seen a little more, thankfully, because I've been looking at it for a while. And I wanted to run it past you, say it out loud, mm -hmm. and see what you have to okay. say. Right. Um, so I've, I've had the sense for a long time that trying to save, like this is the Messiah complex thing, trying to save others, trying to be the difference in their life has something to do with trying to save myself. But that's all I could see, and I had no idea how it fit together. And lately, I've been seeing that I don't um, allow myself to be part of the life equation. And so I will, many things happen because of that, like a lot of leaking of control. Like, um, I don't want this thing to happen, but it's really good for someone else, so I'm going to let it happen, but then I'm going to like leak control, like try to get little pieces of control of it along the way. I could see it in a million places, hmm. and other things fall from it too. But I, it seems to be, the whole complex seems to come from the fact that I'm not, instead of saving myself, I'm focused on everyone else. Yes. Well, my way of, of looking at that, uh, so just to phrase it slightly differently, what, what a lot of us try to do is not face our own suffering by focusing on other people's suffering and attempting to do something about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, is that kind of what you're describing? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. Not even seeing my own suffering. Right, that's right. You don't have to because it's projected outward. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, of course, the, the thing that the place that we get to, I think, with, with that is uh, that moment of, but I actually don't know that they're suffering. And if they are suffering, I don't know that they don't want to be. Oh, wow. That's pretty big. I, I feel like where I saw it, and this is embarrassing, I'm just going to say it, the way I saw it was that my little making a difference was not making a difference. It was making things worse because I don't happen to know what's best for them. Well, that, that, that is probably true as well, right? That, I mean, that's a, that's a variation on the theme, right? So I'm going, to, I'm going to project my suffering onto you, and then I'm going to... I'm going to do to take care of you what I believe would take care of me. Yes. Yes. Having no idea, actually, at all what's going on with you. Right. And that piece about uh, that can be kind of shocking, <laughs> uh, but I still think it's very much worth us looking at every chance we get, which is the assumption that people don't want to suffer. And, and what I mean by that is, yes, I want you, I want you to fix me, right? I want you to take care of me. I want you to uh, stop my suffering the way I want you to do that. And the way that is, is going to be a way that doesn't work because if me doing it the way I want it done worked, I wouldn't be suffering. Mm. 
Was that a little too convoluted, or did you go with me? I mostly went with you. I had an. I often have in mind content that involves people who aren't telling me what to do, like animals or young children. Mhm. Mm so they're not really telling me how to stop them from suffering. I'm no, or or even or even that's right. Even that they are suffering. Right. Yeah, because suffering is a learned process. That that's I mean that's that's a really hard one for us to get, uh, but it's it's really true. Uh, you, you know, the reason that we can suspect that animals don't suffer the way people do is that they're just having the experiences they're having. They're not having not they're not not having it, the, an experience because they're in a story in their head about what's wrong and what it means and what the future is and how wrong the whole thing is. Right, they're just here. That's what that that's right. So, it's like uh I can't remember. Do you have children? No. Oh, okay. Um well, then childbirth is going to not be terribly meaningful. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but, but I'll still tell you about it, and anybody's had, any woman who's had kids will tell you about it, too, if you just ask her. But, it, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's painful like nothing anybody can imagine. It's every joke about you can tell God is a man because only a man would have designed something like this. Anyway, <laughs> um, so... It, it, I mean, it is wretchedly painful, and yet, as soon as you, you go through it, you, you, you get a baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it's, it's fine. It's, it's absolutely worth it. Right? You, in fact, I can remember uh, getting to the end of the whole thing and, and having that thought that if I had to do it over again to get her, I would do it in a second. Mm. Okay? So, so... <laughs> The point being, it, if we're in pain and it's, something, it's resulting in something that we want, then it's not suffering. Mm -hmm. And we can be in situations that aren't technically painful at all and be suffering hideously because, simply because we're not getting what we want. Right. Or we're living in a story of something that I want that's not happening or whatever it is. Right. So looking at suffering and pain, I think, is, is really uh, a, an essential part of practice in, in exactly the way that you're, that you're talking about. Because if we're not clear about what that is, and we're, we're attempting to just simply project ourselves onto other people and then do something about them so that we feel better, right? we can get a sense that that's probably not helpful. Right. I've been, yeah, I was thinking of it as, as leaking, like having my needs leak out, having my, yeah, but instead it's projecting, yes. Mm -hmm. Whew, yeah. And it's, yeah. It was, it's the one thing that fits across all of the content I've been looking at. Uh, the, it, it, connect that up for me, Melissa. Um, this idea of um, projecting and then, ah. you know, being the mm -hmm. difference for all in all these different occasions is it fits across all of the content I've been looking at for the past yeah. whatever yeah months mm -hmm. yeah 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 and it's so, hard it, it's, go ahead it's hard well it's it's complicated because now I'm in a position of okay I'm going to start notice trying to notice where I fit 
and that feels really egomaniacal, but I know I kind of have to bring myself into existence before I... Well, yes, and that is a con. So let me reassure you right now, that is an ego con. Because bringing ourselves into the equation is the least selfish thing that we can ever do. Thank you. Yeah, so I am going to fix you, Melissa, because you've got these problems, and I'm going to fix you. And somebody says, well, Sherry, you know, it might be really helpful if you looked at what you're projecting onto her. Okay, and so I say, oh, no, I can't look at what I'm projecting onto her because that would be egocentric. (laughs) So I'm already being egocentric. (laughs) Oh, we always are. Yes. Yes. In fact, that's so much of our conditioning. We've been taught that what's egocentric uh, isn't and and what is not is. So if if I say, so for instance, for myself, I've said forever, um, you know, everything I do in practice, I do for me. Mm -hmm. I don't do anything for anybody else. Ever. (laughs) Because if I did then somebody would owe me something, right? I would need some sort of uh, repayment for my efforts. But knowing that everything I do in practice is for my own practice, then it's clean. And this is going to be a really different way of approaching things for me. I think I've heard all these words before and they didn't mean what they mean now to me. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? That's called enlightenment. (laughs) Yes, I'm happy about it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you because it's such a, it's such an awful place. You know, the thing that you don't want to lose sight of is that what's motivating you is goodness. Okay, it's, it's that that got that that got twisted in in our socialization process, right? Mm -hmm. And so. You, you, you suffer. You, you, you struggle because, because you're sensitive <laughs> and because you care. And so that, that's part of the process that gets used against us, right? And so if you, if you realize that, that you care about people, you want people to be all right, you want people to be happy, and you're going to do everything you can. You're going you're gonna to focus on your own waking up and ending suffering so that you can be the most helpful. Hang mm-hmm. on a second. <clears throat> so that you can be the most helpful that you can be. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Not that you're an egocentric maniac who only cares about herself and just likes to interfere in other people's lives. That's how ego would like to frame it. But Mm -hmm. actually, you care deeply about all living beings. Mm -hmm. And and that's what's being used against you. And I didn't even see it. Thank you for saying it that way. Yeah. It's it's important. Because the the thing for us always to keep in mind is that ego is going to twist and turn everything to its benefit. So wherever it can get information, you know, you see something, you have clarity about something, and, and of course that feels wonderful. But part of what we need to be aware of is ego is right there listening, <laughs> listening to this whole conversation, knowing exactly what you just got, and, and coming up with a way to use it against you. 
Right, and then if it happens to fit with a with something that I have no consciousness of, I have no awareness of, all the better That's because right. then you can just run with it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So if there if the thing that we can know is if we feel bad, if we're feeling bad, it's because there's something that we're not seeing, not because we're bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have the courage to look and to get the clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I came to this about three days ago and a lot, like it was big, you know, I mean, it was a big realization oh, how yeah. it comes so suddenly. Not, and uh, your words have helped me understand it better, but the, the sense of it came and everything in several content areas just opened up independently, like out in the world, like energetically, nothing to do with my actions. It was quite something. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, it, it's um, magical. Yes, it was magical. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And people say, oh, yeah, spiritual, magical, and mystical, yeah, all that stuff. But when you start living it, you realize, yeah, actually, we don't, we don't have good words to, no. uh, to capture how extraordinary it is. No, I feel like if I were to describe all the pieces of content, it wouldn't seem very magical, but it was. That's right. Because you know why? It's all in the seeing Mm-hmm. everything, every bit of it is in the scene because you, in that moment, go to the place of, of being one with the intelligence that is animating. That's what happens in a moment of insight or intuition or that kind of clarity when things open up. You're at the source of everything and for that period of time, you can feel it all as well as see it all clearly. Yeah, yes, it felt like a b- much broader perspective. Yes, yep, it was, it is. <laughs> and all we can do, two things we can do. One, say thank you, and two, let it, again, give us the courage to keep looking. No matter mm-hmm. how ego tries to scare us or close us down or make us feel bad or tell us that we're wrong, whatever it's got going on, for us to just have the courage to keep looking because... What we're looking for, well, first of all, what we're looking for, of course, is causing us to look. But it, what we're getting to is that seeing, that clarity that you had. And it changes everything. Thank you. That's really beautiful. And thank you. Thank you. Take good care of yourself. Go happy. You too. Thank all you, right. Michael. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us, Melissa. And Sherry, that reminded me of when you say that our goodness is already established. And to me, it seems like we're in the process of practicing that, of remembering that, of recollecting. Of remembering that. That's right. Recollecting. That's the word, isn't it? Yes. Exactly so. Moment by moment by moment, no matter what happens, no matter what we hear inside our heads, no matter what's going on anywhere, to realize that our goodness is already established and that goodness is. Goodness is what is. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. Yeah. And Sherry, we're going to go to Good News Update now, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. All right. Good. Thank you, Michael. And thank you. And Jen, I'm turning it over to you for Good News Update. All right. Thanks, Michael. 
And I'm pleased to be joined by Chris today, who is here to speak with us about his experience of participating in virtual New Year's retreats. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Jen. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for being with us. So for many years, we joined in person as we um, would come on retreat to end one year the way we want to start the next. And then, of course, with the pandemic, that became not viable. But one of the beautiful things we discovered in that process as we went virtual with the New Year's retreat is that it allows Sangha really all over the world and any number of Sangha to join us for that retreat. So we're once again holding that retreat. And registration is open for that. And so we thought it might be fun to hear from someone directly about their experience of participating. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Well, exactly so. It's great to hear that recap. I was looking at it a little bit today. So I think this is our third year. I, yes, I think that's right. Third, yep. That's right. Third year that we're doing this. And, yep. uh, you know, so for me, uh, probably one of the things that I love most about it, in addition to the, the things you just mentioned that we can all be together, um, is uh, it just gives the part of me that loves practice, that wants to practice, uh, some dedicated time to do that, just a, a place where I can just uh, let that uh, that uh, uh, part that wants to practice, you know, have uh, have him do it the way that he wants to do it, just let him loose. Uh, mm, oh, God, that's so nice, Chris. But to really set aside that time, truly be on retreat for those days. To, yeah. to let yourself completely yeah. be immersed in practice for that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a perfect time to do it over the New Year's, which has always just seemed like such an odd holiday to me uh, on the <laughs> heels of Christmas. It's, it's kind of like, wow. Um, and so to be able to do that, to just kind of, uh, well, a couple of things about that. One would be um, that, uh, you know, after this year of practice, kind of no matter what practice uh, opportunities people have taken uh, advantage of, there is that uh, ability to just uh, be quiet and let all of the insights and the resonances that have come up over the course of the year mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. settle and, uh, and mm-hmm. integrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of what I appreciated what Michael was saying earlier when Sherry was talking about how you know, the the year-long retreat has come to an end, but there's all these other ways to practice. And that there also right. is that piece of really allowing the incredible, all of the practice that's happened for this last year to really settle and integrate. I appreciate yep. bringing in that piece of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you bet. And, of course, that's all happening in all of our post-Christmas workshops, right? So well, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. whatever's going on for us with Christmas and family and however we celebrate that then. Uh, you know, right. we have a place, you know, at this point, it's like, uh, okay, so no uh, no open air for the next two weeks. And like Sherry said, uh, Monday uh, here in, on the East Coast, you know, at noon, it's like the uh, uh, a kick in the stomach, right? What? No no radio show? <laughs> and right. so the uh, New Year's Retreat is kind of like a lush green uh, oasis mm-hmm. out there in the near future to, mm-hmm. uh, to park practice in or to, to know that I'll be practicing in that place and I know we used to talk about that on retreats all the time, that we would encourage people before the retreat ended to make plans or to uh, actually, uh, you know, reserve your spot in the mm-hmm. next practice opportunity so that, yeah. uh, you know, once you got away from the current retreat, you, you had a place that you knew that you'd be coming back to, that you were committed to, to still yeah. Uh, practicing. Yeah. So that's a great way to do that, to sign yourself up for the New Year's retreat, to know that you have that. I love that image. 
that lush green oasis of practice yeah. there in the yeah. on the horizon. Yeah. And one of the ways I know, Chris, that you've been that you've participated is not just in the retreat itself, but also in the process of in particular creating a schedule that's not completely straightforward, given that people all over the world participate. And of course, unfortunately, we can't make it work for everyone all over the world. But I just thought that's such an interesting process to steward that because it's such a um, demonstration of the care and attention that's taken with making mm-hmm. practice as accessible to as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and we went through a lot of iterations, uh, mm-hmm. if, especially that first year that we did it uh, in, in mm-hmm. terms of trying to make it as uh, just as, as good as we could for everybody. Um, <clears throat> And, uh, and so there are actually two schedules. I don't know if people know mm-hmm. that, but there is an East Coast schedule and a West Coast schedule. That's kind of what we arrived to. And in order to uh, kind of uh, uh, have both of those works, uh, you know, my experience of, of working with that would be it's like a, a bi-coastal uh, rubrics cube, right? Uh-huh. So if I, it's a brain teaser for sure. If I set up the perfect schedule for the West Coast, then it's like the rubric's cube, you know, I can manipulate it so that the face towards me is all green. And I go, right. wow, that's really great. And I flip over the other side and I look and I go, oh, well, the East Coast is actually starting at 1 in the afternoon and getting done at 10.30 and dinner is at, you know, some odd hour and right. like that. Right. Okay. Um, back to the drawing board. Exactly. Back to the drawing board. And I think where we ended up with it was that we wanted to have our groups be in common. So... Uh, we did sure. uh, yeah. have an idea that we might want to do like uh, duplicate groups on one coast to the other, and mm-hmm. and at some point we said, you know, let's uh, let's just make it so all of our groups are together because that seems to be the most important piece of that that mm-hmm. we're all uh, working through the exercises uh, as a as a sangha in that mm-hmm. direction, and then the other pieces of the schedule just kind of fill in in between those in a way that mm-hmm. makes it all just really work in a, when, what I think is a really nice way. Um, uh, very spacious schedules. There's gaps between yeah. activities, so there's time for me to uh, take a quick walk if I want to. Take there's a, a quick chore. Yeah. Right, all yeah. those kinds of uh, yeah. things that, that might need to, to be attended to over the course of that day and a half or two days of the retreat. And, you know, back to your point about really giving yourself the space to be immersed in practice, It's a lovely schedule in the sense of getting to sit several times in the day, getting to participate in yoga. There's quite a bit of yoga in the schedule. And then, as you say, that we come together for groups. So, and, you know, so wherever one is, maybe you're not on the East or the West Coast, maybe you're in a a completely other time zone, but you can choose which, um, you know, all of those activities are open to anyone. And so you can choose which things that to dial into in terms of what fits best with your schedule, right? And to really have the space and time. And then we all come together in those groups and get to hear from everyone about what everyone's seeing. And that's always Mm -hmm. really where the magic happens, it feels like, in those retreats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, there's always the um, element of New Year's where we get to bring in the new year together because there is that tradition of we want to um, end one year the way we want to begin the next. And so being with Sangha in silence in that way and getting to sit is such a beautiful way to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it really does add a, a unique kind of a kick to this particular retreat, right? Because we're, uh, we're looking to stay up till midnight, uh, whatever time zone we're in, and uh, you know, have that, uh, as you say, that moment where the clock turns, the year turns, and however we're practicing in that moment, we're, uh, we're starting the new year out in that very same way. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's the element of by lottery. There's um, there are guides. That's right. With the guides, That's right. Which is yeah. a spectacular opportunity. Really. Yes. Yeah. 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 Quite you know, and even the session, Jen, that's, uh, you know, that can be frightening for some people because that means a lot of sitting. But um, and the instructions or the the guidelines, there is a, uh, you know, people are asked to do what's most compassionate for themselves or for all, and uh, so. Uh, people can choose to sit the number of times that they would like to sit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they can certainly fill up that that three hours between nine in the evening and midnight with yeah. uh, as many yeah. meditation periods as they want, or to scale yeah. back a little bit to take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of support for that. Lots of support for mm-hmm. yeah looking and yeah yeah yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. Certainly. It, it, lovely to talk about it i know we're all really looking forward to it um the exercises are always incredible um in the retreat that we get to do and look at it yeah yeah um so much to look forward to yeah we are lucky people we are lucky people indeed all right chris thanks for being with us this afternoon yeah thank thank you jen bye-bye all right go happy bye-bye and michael we'll turn it back over to you and sherry wonderful Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Chris. And welcome back to Open Air with Sherry Huber. And I am signed up, Sherry, so I'm Me already. too. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Looking forward to Chris kind of captured it, didn't he? We're lucky people. Yes, we are lucky people. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I like especially that encouragement to find a space, an environment that's really going to assist me to give all of my attention and energy to the to the retreat, so that I can benefit in that way and contribute in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's uh, one of the, the the challenges, of course, of being in this kind of uh, at home retreat environment. Um, that that it is easier for us to get distracted and pulled away. So if we can, uh, if, we can if we can find a, a place to be, that's lovely. If we are at home and others are there, then we do our best to enroll them in supporting us and taking yes. the time for ourselves because, yeah, it's a benefit for everybody when we do that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. And we have another caller here. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Michael. Hi, Sherry. It's Sherry in San Francisco. Hello. Hello, Sherry. Hi. What's going on? I just happened to, just some part of me had the willingness to just, in the middle of the tonight, just press the star six, and I love that. I love when, I love when the willingness just, like, it's like grace, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I think that what what may have sparked it is that I am 
traveling for work over a few days, including the day before and New Year's Day. And so I'm not able to participate. And I could see the, the um, I could feel it, like the sadness come up. And I, I think what happened is like, I don't have to let conditioning do that. I can belong, <laughs> you know, like I can belong no matter where mm-hmm. I am. Yes, yes, no matter where you are. And I'm guessing you're not going to be working around the clock. Well, almost. Or traveling around the clock. <laughs> right. It's pretty much like 6 a.m. till midnight those days, but, it's, it's, you know, it's a... It's well, a that is, that's, this, that's, it's a what? Yeah, it's a pretty intense, it's pretty intense working. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that is, that, that is, that is quite a schedule. Um, and so, yes, you're going to need to uh, have your attention expanded to uh, include practice all the time in everything you're doing. Exactly, exactly, Sherry. And I think that that was even in the briefest of, you know, fleeting moments of willingness, like that's the thing to see. Like, I, it's been a really a hard time for me. And practice has just, it's 24-7, it's there. It's always there. And so... Yeah. You know, I think that that's the thing that most wanted to just be acknowledged out loud and and to have this feeling of both gratitude and participation, which is practice is always there. Yes. 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 And we can always be here. (laughs) And we can always be here. And one of the yeah. things, too, that I've been practicing a lot is I've just been listening to just, like, we have an archive. I don't know. We must have 10 million amazing shows to listen to. And I've been practicing when I listen to them being live. You know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yes, you're in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, really, that's exactly it. Like, okay, so maybe there's quote-unquote not a show next week or the week after, but actually, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I can, I can listen, and everything is just as, just as pertinent that I'm listening to as if it were live. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the, that's the kind of... Uh, that's the kind of grown-up uh, place that we that we need to get to in practice. Hmm. Yeah. Can you say a little, that, a little more? I'd love to hear. Well, well, that that it it it, it <laughs> for a while, uh, at least uh, uh, for me in practice, uh, for a while, it it, it it's so new, it's so extraordinary, it's so life-changing. I guess this, you know, what people talk about is the honeymoon phase. And, and it's very existence makes the difference, right? And then yes. time goes on. Yeah, time goes on. And, and after a while, we get to this place of, of realizing that, no, actually, I need to make the difference. I, yeah. I'm, I'm the one. I, I'm the one that's got to bring the party to the party. I, I can't. <laughs> Yeah. I can't just, uh, you know, sometimes we talk about people as um, practice consumers. You know, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, 
And and that's a phase, and that's fine, and everybody goes through it. But then if, we're, if our lives are going to be transformed, if we're actually going to have what awareness practice can give us, then we need to do our part. And that means we need to take responsibility. We need to show up. We need to practice whether... Um, whether we're at a retreat or we're in a workshop or we're on, there's a, um, a call-in and we're in the queue or we're by ourselves or we're on an airplane or we're driving or we're at work or we're uh, wh- wherever we are and whatever we're doing, it's up to us to be the difference that, uh, that we want in our lives. Oh, I remember, gosh, it was many, many, many years ago when you... You kind of are using the making cookies analogy with all this. Like at some point, mm-hmm. you know, mom's always I'm making the be- cookies. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm mom, and I'm going to be making the cookies just in case you kids ever decide to drop by for a visit. <laughs> I'll keep your bedroom all arranged just like it was when you. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, right, actually, like I've, I've yeah, I'm going. I've moved into my little place on the beach, and I actually don't have a guest room. So, um, yeah, you'll yeah. need to find your own accommodations. Yeah. Yep. Well, right, and I think you know the thing that has, especially like, and I know we always say that these are the times we practice for. So when things are just super, super hard and grief-filled and that it's like, also, I've been just noticing, like, I have recordings of the daily recollection, right? I have recordings of Sangha, like, probably everybody's voice in Sangha. It's like we are, I, I guess I've just really been feeling that sense of, like, alone but not alone. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, again, Sherry, it seems to me what you're describing is 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 moving into a very grown-up place, right? That, um, because it, it, it's not always going to be the case that somebody else is going to be there for me, right? That it's, right. Not, it's not always going to be the case that, that hard things don't happen to me. The hard things are going to happen to me, and, and, and I really can't count on anyone else to bring me through it. I just can't. It's wonderful to know that there are other people also who experience very difficult, painful things. Um, and, and, and what we have together is the, the shared uh, encouragement, the, the conviction that whatever it is, we, we can be all right through it. Right? That, that, yeah. that's, that's really all we have. Um, and, you know, it, that, that can seem like it's uh, negative or sound negative or whatever, um, but in, in my experience, it's not. It's just simply how it is. And, and when we get to that place of realizing that's how it is, and the commitment is there to be there for myself no matter what, no matter what, no matter how hard it is, how much I don't want this, uh, whatever is going on, I'm going to be here with me going through this. It changes everything. It does. It does, Sherry. I've been, I've been just practicing, you know, in the first thing in the morning, making sure just to say, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. Uh-huh. You know, to just, yes. and, and the other thing that comes up that I really, really, really want to say, because I don't think I say it 
enough at all. I mean, we've been more than a decade, I don't know, 12, 13 years of recording and listening, that that mm-hmm. has changed so much. I, I don't even, like, I think sometimes, like, there's not even words to express, like, what that has brought. Yeah. 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 I'm right there with you. I, I think it's yeah. the most, uh, I think it's the most remarkable thing ever. It's the, you know, the uh, there's nothing wrong with you work. Uh, it, to me, is just one of the most, uh, going beyond self-hate is one of the most extraordinary possibilities <laughs> to exist in humanity. Uh, and recording and listening is right there with it. It's, uh, I wish everybody could get past the resistance and, and do it and prove to themselves that, it, somebody asked me the other day, if, if I'm ever depressed anymore. And I said, no, I'm not. And I said, once again, what I say every chance I get, which is I don't believe it is possible for someone to have a sincere recording and listening practice and be depressed. I don't, I don't think it's possible. So I'm oh. right there with you. Yes, I know. And I just, along with saying to myself, like, I'm here with you, it's like just the habit of the first thing in the morning, just random recordings from whatever. It doesn't even matter what they are, you know, just, I know. So thank you. I know, you know, it's the end of the year, and it especially feels like the perfect time to just deep, deep gratitude. Not an upwards, but deep bow. Yeah. Well, and continue to take really good care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for Sangha. Me show too, to Sherry. You and Michael and everyone. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Got show to you. Take good care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Sherry. And uh, that was very heartfelt conversation, Sherry. Really touched mm. by that. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know if, uh, if I can say what I just saw, but if 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 people could realize everybody, so I'll I'll just talk to you, Michael and Sherry. I could be talking to Sherry, but I'll just talk to you. If you and then this is everybody, okay? If you could realize what an extraordinary being you are, that you are in fact love in form. That that that's what you are. You are love in a form, okay? If, if people can realize that, then it is immediately clear that nothing could be missing. Nothing could be wrong. Nothing needs to be different. That you have all of the love that it is possible to experience right in you, right in your very own heart. So, what would we change? <laughs> what more could we need? What more could we want? And and the thing is that that because we we believe that our experience has to do with circumstances, that if this were different, if that were different, if this person would change, or if that I had that, or if that hadn't happened, or whatever, that that then I would be all right. And it's so very sad because that is the biggest lie ever. 
It is just simply not true. The only thing that's ever going to make the difference that we know intuitively exists for us is to realize what I just said, to realize that everything you ever could want or dream of exists for you right now, right inside of yourself. An awareness practice is, is taking us to that reality. Yeah, repeatedly over and over, yes. Remind, yes. reminding us, teaching us, yes. showing us the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think about somebody getting up in the morning and, and it's, not, it's not the happiest time of their life. Or they're not having the, uh, what they wish that they were having and yet to realize that nothing is missing. Nothing. Mm. Yeah, it's an extraordinary perspective. Be my, and, uh, be my wish for everybody for the new year. Let's take that into the new year, okay? <laughs> wonderful. I will. Mm. I will indeed. All right. And we have another caller here, Sharon. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry and Michael. This is Mark in Chicago. Hey, Mark. Hi, so I wanted to continue on the uh, discussion I had, I've had so far with Ashwini about the animal thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she had mentioned, I think it was in the last conversation, about how much kar- karmic irony there is in this, that, you know, the environment I'm in. And so there's even more irony. And, and I'm kind of afraid people are going to start thinking this is like a Bermuda Triangle for livestock dying or something. But so many things happen here. But there's a commercial stable next door and about a week or maybe two weeks ago now there was an accident with a horse and and no one lives there so there was no one there at the time to see that but I happened to see it of course and um, I knew that the vet needed to be called so I contacted the owner and they they had the vet come out and I also had to go and get the uh, one of our video cameras for our horses happened to capture this accident. And so I, had to, I captured that so that the vet could look at it. And <clears throat> so I had a long time to watch myself before the vet came because this was on a weekend, and so it's an emergency call. It takes them a while to get here. And I just, you know, I made a conscious decision based on the conversations I've had so far about this that I know how horrible it is when I stay inside and just think about what's going on out there. And I just decided I, I am going to stay out here. And, I, you know, it, it can't possibly be worse than it is in there. And I'm just going to stay out here. And so I did that. And so when the vet came, uh, I showed her the video of the accident. Of course, there was kind of a long process in deciding whether euthanasia was required, which it ultimately was. And and I stayed there through that. And I, and I watched. And, and, you know, I was happy afterward that I was able to provide whatever little comfort, you know, you can give a horse. I mean, they're such a giant animal. It's not like holding a a dog or a cat or something. But, you know, I was there. And I just felt so like like I'd climbed a mountain. I mean, I've climbed mountains, and this felt better to me. Mm -hmm. Bigger. And, yeah, it felt bigger. And um, Mm -hmm. some of the things that really 
came up for me were, you know, Ashwini had mentioned, thank God there's a vet to come and give the goats a shot. Well, you know, in this case, thank God there's a vet to come and take care of this because the alternative is, you know, well, euthanizing a horse is very difficult if you, if you don't have a vet. <clears throat> and so I really thought about that and, and really appreciated the fact that I could just be a witness. I could just be, yes. you know, whatever helper I could be, and I didn't have to do this myself. And uh, so I just, you know, that's well, kind of a and Mark, report. <laughs> and you were there to call the yeah. vet. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't, obviously I don't know what happened, but uh, it sounds like uh, it, it could have been, it would have gone the same way over a long, painful time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just a fluke accident where horses that were playing had a horrible accident and one went down. You know, like when a deer falls on ice, their legs kind of go out. It was kind of like one of those mm-hmm. things. And, they, and mm-hmm. the horse injured its, its spine. And so, you know, and again, just one of these crazy things that, uh, but like you say, yeah, this could have happened in the middle of the night when no one was watching. Oh, yes, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, so with with those kinds of things, when 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 we can sort of take ourselves out of it a little bit, then we mm-hmm. can really see all of the all of the, the, the <laughs> well, it's a funny way to say it, but all of the things that could have been so much worse, all of the things that we can be grateful that it went that way instead of that way. You're right, right. I yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah. And, and the then, of that... course, well, I was just going to add the the piece of you you not only you being there for you but also for the horse for the vet for the whole situation instead of what you've been required to uh how you've been required to be with it in the past that was so incredibly painful for you yeah yeah and it did and it was nice because the vet even said if if she had not seen that video she would have made a different decision because they were trying to use painkillers on the horse uh, mm. to try to help it to get up. You know, we had tractors to try and raise it up. And I said, you know, I don't know if you've seen this video yet, but take a look at this. And when she saw that, she she completely changed her mind. So it was, again, I, I felt really good about being able to yeah. stay with it and, and be involved. Yeah. And the other thing that I saw in this was, another thing that Ashwini mentioned was how much of a pattern of behavior this is to just, you know, run and hide basically. And uh, it's easy to fall. It's just like, you know, you get, I don't know, stressed out and I go and eat something or ice cream or whatever. It's exactly mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and once it becomes a habit, then it 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 takes on a life of its own, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And, that, and yes. yeah, and that's, I project what you got to see in this, right? That all all of what it has had built up about what what all of this is and how you are with it and what you can't handle and how you would feel if and all of those uh, beliefs and assumptions you got to walk through that and realize that it's it's actually not true there's no truth to any of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it, it blew up to the point freedom. where i had to call call open air four times to, you know, to get help mm-hmm. yeah well we do, right, right? right? But the point is, you <laughs> you kept taking the steps. You know, that mountain <laughs> we were talking about a little bit ago, I mean, that mm-hmm. that's just it. 
Okay, so you get to a certain point and say, you know, this is going on and this and this and this. You talk it out with somebody, and then you get to the place of, oh, okay, yeah, that, yeah, okay, yeah, I can, I can go on, and you keep yeah. going, and yeah. eventually you, you get to the other side, and not to lose sight of the fact that you're the one taking the journey. Right. Right. So thank you, and thank you, Ashwini, if she's li- listening. I'm sure she is, and I bet she's smiling right now. Good. Yeah. Good. Thank you that's, very much. That, that's good. And and Mark, I just want to say, just to underline the, um, the, I don't know how how to say it exactly, but uh, that that to to do the work that you did to get through what you got through to. And then to have this experience be the one, it's it's such a uh, it's such a confirmation, and it's a it's there's so much kindness in it, you know. It's right, uh, it's right. yeah, you know what I mean. Even though I yes. wasn't very clear about that. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I get it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Thanks. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Mark. And Sherry, I got to the same place that you and Mark got to, which is the consistent practice and calling in and seeing what I see. And then I get to the next step where I get stuck. And then I call in and get some clarity. And it's just extraordinary over time. Yeah. 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 And the thing that, uh, that I, I love about it so much is, and, and once, once you catch on to it, you'll, you'll hear it in what people report that we we work at something and work at it, work at it, work at it, work at it, and when the clarity comes, it comes with such kindness. Mm-hmm. There's a yes. right. The opening is is a a flowering, I guess you could say. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. It's, Beautiful. Yeah. It, it, we're, we're you know we're so um, we're so threatened by ego. You know that if we if we face these things, if we look into this, if we if we if we move forward with something, something awful is going to happen. It's going to be horrible. You're not going to be able to stand it. You won't be able to handle it. Um, and and the reality is never that, never. Mm. Wow, extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And Sherry, we have time for one more caller here. Oh, good. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Sherry and Michael. It's Jeff in North Carolina. Hey, Jeff. What's going on? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I would say uh, it is the, uh, the last wonderful time in an incredible year of practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, um I uh yeah, I mean I was just um uh in, in some of the many of the things said said tonight, but one of them I was going to my experience um uh, based on the last conversation of you know, something that I that I uh where I I was, you know, doing what fear said not to do. Um, I, and, um, and that, that's an ongoing practice. Um, but, but just that, that's one of them and where, and just, the, you know, and how, uh, 
the fear has less power when mm-hmm. um when i when i uh stay there with it um when i stay there and do what it says i can't do um, oh, or that i yes. can be afraid to do oh yes in fact you can just watch it dissolve right uh, the was it the wicked witch of the west is yeah i'm melting right it, it 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 when we stay there with it when we give attention to it, it there's nothing supporting it it has to dissolve mm. yeah i had a conversation with you uh it, it was a uh, it, well the content really doesn't matter especially with the limited time here but i had a conversation with you a month ago about it in which i which it was you made it really clear that if if I, I, you confirmed my experience, which is that if, that when I when I avoided it, that fear would get stronger. When I you know oh, when I yes. went away from it, and yes. and and just the just and I, the way I've chosen to practice with it is, you know, just little by little, little by little, little by little, doing a little more, little more. I I could have said, oh well, let's just go for all of it, but I I just felt like let me just you know, just a little more, a little more. And anyway, and it just, um, I started out with things that were, you know, small enough that it it really, the fear could not be believable. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You're going to die, Jeff. Well, I think probably not right now under these circumstances. (laughs) Right. And, 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 and the thing that's so, that's so good about that uh, approach is that, the message, the fear message is like that, right? It doesn't matter to, to the process of attempting to control you through fear, to ego. It, 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 does, it, it doesn't understand subtlety, right? So, so mm-hmm. you're going to do something and it's a small step, but, but ego is as invested in stopping you as if, you know, this is the final moment of your absolute explosion into complete freedom right and mm. so it try it comes at you with these messages and you go well that's nuts you know i mean come on i'm not going to die it, it's going to right and you get stronger and it gets weaker and every time you do that every time you get stronger and it gets weaker and if um if you it, sorry, I, I just got a, my phone just did something. Um, sure. if, if you aren't giving attention to that fear conversation, there's nothing maintaining it. Yeah. Right? It says something to scare you, and if you don't receive that message and react to it, then there's nothing maintaining that message. You have to be the other side of the relationship, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Ego yeah, can try this, to scare you, but you have to be scared. If you're not scared and you're not engaging with it. Yeah, and, and I know our time, but just briefly, it would, it would be in sensations rather than words. But what, you know, what I would do, I, that thing where we say, well, you know, let me stand it one minute longer. And there I would just go and I would just stay with it and feel the sensations that would tell me I couldn't stand it. And and usually by a minute it was like, you know, 
it was just like not a problem uh, anymore. <laughs> so anyway, I don't want. I know yeah. it's nine or six o'clock your time, but I, well, anyway, I that's just, that's so wonderful, Jeff. It's so it's so perfect. It's so it, and I'm so happy for you. That technique, uh, I'll just stand it for one more minute, and then one minute goes by, and I'm fine. It's going to be really hard to make you believe the next time that those sensations are going to be fatal. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for this thank incredible you. year. It's been it's been it's been wonderful and I hope we have another one coming on right on up. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know that we've got New Year's retreat even before that. So That's right. incredibly That's exciting. Right. Mhm. Mhm. All okay, right. Well, Thank you, bow. Jeff. And to you. Go happy. Got show. Go happy. Got show. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. And Sherry, I remember it referred to as 10 seconds of insane courage also. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. And the and just yeah. the just the rush of it, right? The fun of it. The the excitement uh-huh. is something, whether it's the 10 seconds of insane courage or it's the, well, I think I'm just going to stand this for another minute. It's that mm-hmm. drunk with power thing. It's like, yes. no, I'm not going to cower in fear. No, it's mm. fine. I want to see what happens next. It's going to be yeah, good. Let's be here and see. Yeah. Let's be here and see. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you in a few Sherry. days. Yes, talk to you in a few days, and a reminder that there's no show next week or the following week, and then we'll be back on January 9th. That's right. But in the meantime, New Year's retreat. New Year's retreat. See you there. (laughs) See you there. All right, good night. Thank you. Good night.